go out to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Let's talk to our buddy James Rapine, joining us here at 92.3 The Fan. James, how are you tonight? I'm well, JP. How you doing? I'm good. So uh, I don't know if you heard the clip or not coming in, but Ken and Anthony were talking about Taylor Swift. Have you gotten your tickets yet for Cincinnati? I do not have a ticket, and I oh, I think uh, I think no. I'm going to be missing it. Oh. She she hasn't called me back. She hasn't returned my call. It's been a big, pretty big bummer. <laughs> that, well, that fractures a relationship if they don't return calls. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty heartbroken. You yeah. know, hopefully, hopefully, I at least get a song, a tribute, something. I you but, think uh, you, when she I takes the stadium, it, what is it called? Paycor now? What is it? What is it called? Yep. Yeah, Paycor. Yeah. She'd be like, uh, congrats! I'm happy to be here, the home of James Rapine and Joseph Burrow. Thank you, Cincinnati. That's kind of the expectation, so we'll see if she delivers. Man. Holding out hope, JP. It's the newborn, isn't it? Is the newborn the reason why you uh, you didn't end up going or what? Uh, yeah, that's part of it. The other part is Ticketmaster. Um, well, I don't know. You guys might be running Ticketmaster promos, so Ticketmaster's yeah. great. But uh, Thank you for that save. Yeah, Club sticking a save. Nice it job. Didn't, it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you tried. You know what? At least you tried. Okay. I, I can appreciate that. Uh, you know, we have, a, we have a young producer here at the station now. Uh, you have not met him. His name is Jake. But his, his uh, fiance and his sister went to the, the Detroit concert, and they went for two days. And Jake's getting married in like six months or something. And uh, it turns out he like he, he couldn't convince his fiance and sister to sell the tickets for both nights. They had four tickets for the one. They had two for the other. I was like, we looked online. It's like $3,500 a pop. Just insanely expensive right now. See, yeah, that's uh, I haven't looked. I've heard how crazy the, the ticket prices are. So that's why I'm still holding out hope that, you know, she's just going to come through, call me the day of. And say, James, I would love for you to come to the concert. So I think that's more likely than me spending thirty five hundred dollars on a concert. I'm not I mean, lie to you. you could buy a ticket with the expectation that Joe Burrow is going to be there, and then uh, report on Joe Burrow being there and expense that. See, that's just big brain stuff. Yeah, report on Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, I guess I could try to sell that, or uh, I could pretend that I'm Trent Taylor and that I just <laughs> need to go get a lift in. And, uh, you know, it's just all part of my training regimen. I, I don't think any of them are going to work, unfortunately. No, no. It's nice to hear your voice, though. I haven't heard your voice in a little bit there, except for when I'm watching uh, random TV uh, in the sunroom, and then you just, you just pop up. Well, it's not random. It's the, it's the channel that I turn. Anytime I turn my TV on, it always goes to that channel. You guys know out there what channel I'm talking about. And then every, every like, three months, it feels like James's face pops up, and then I take a photo of it, and I send it to you, and it makes my day. Uh, and I'm really happy about that. But you're always talking about the Bengals, and sometimes you sprinkle in little Browns as well. And I had a caller a couple days ago, and I've just been thinking about it ever since. The caller called in and made the case to me, James, that he was not scared of the Bengals in the slightest bit. He's like, we own the Bengals. We got the Bengals number. I was like, all right, hey, hey, Halloween night went great. There's no doubt about it. But 23-10 yeah. to 10 in the second game kind of erased that a little bit. You laugh. You laugh with reason, I imagine, James. Well, yeah, I mean, own the Bengals. That's that's fine. <laughs> you can own the Bengals. They've still won the division back-to-back years. Like, it, it to me, the Browns shouldn't care about the Bengals. They need to to worry about finding a way to get into the postseason because anything less, I think, up there, considering their moves this offseason and the past couple, would be considered a failure. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, it's playoffs or bust. No doubt about that. Yeah, and so... Who cares if you beat the Bengals or not? That's that's kind of irrelevant. Like I, 
I think the Bengals are thinking about the Browns because it's the first game on the schedule, but Joe Burrow has one win against them, but he's not staying up at night because of the Browns. He's thinking about bigger things, and I think the Browns probably are too because they're trying to win a division that have they won? They've never won the AFC North, so that's uh, that's something that they're trying to do. 89, yeah. Um, 89? Yeah. 80, no AFC North in 89. No, I know. 89 is the last time they won the division, though. That's why I was like, uh, yeah. I, I was I gotcha. born. I was born that year in 89, James. I was, was a long, <laughs> I was that not. A, that was a long time ago, man. It's a long time ago. You know, you know who else was born in 1989? Taylor Swift. Why I'm gonna, yes. Taylor Swift. Look yes. at that. It's funny Third how year. I know all the people that are my age. Like, Kevin Love is my age. Like, I, it's funny. Do you, you have that same thing as well? <laughs> They're like Rory McIlroy is my same age. Like it's it's weird how that works. The people, the the athletes and people in notoriety that are my same age. I just I know who you are in life. That's pretty good. I don't know if any good athlete was born in 1991. I'm just realizing <laughs> like no one's coming to mind. There's just no one's gap. coming to mind right now, JP. Oh my god. That's okay. It happens. <laughs> it just skipped a year. Uh, I think the schedule, by the way, I think the schedule is what makes the Bengals conversation fascinating because. It's the end. Of, it could be one of two things, right? At the end of the season, that game might mean the world. It might mean absolutely nothing. But that'll be at the very, very end. But the the first game, what I find fascinating about it is that we have a brand new defensive coordinator in Jim Schwartz, and yep. with Deshaun Watson in this new offense that Kevin Stefanski is promising uh, promising us, it, it, you really basically have no film to go off of if you're Cincinnati to try to game plan for the Browns. So I feel like we'll have the best sneak attack you possibly could have in taking on Cincinnati. No doubt. I think that is a, a big edge. You know, you have Jim Schwartz, you have a new look defense. It, it's it's revamped and, you know, you have from back end with the addition of Thornhill to obviously the defensive front and, and what they were able to do there, adding multiple pieces. And, and Schwartz is the biggest piece, I would say, honestly, because he's been there, done that, and he's a veteran defensive coordinator that you know is capable uh, of leading a defense to Super Bowl wins. And so, yeah, I think uh, that, that's going to be tough. And, and the good news, I would say, is Burrow and the Bengals, they are good at pivoting and in, in adjusting mid-game offensively. But that is a challenge. And the other part of it, it's going to be crazy up there. September, Cleveland, all the hype. It's, it's going to be an electric environment. I'm really looking forward to it. It's, uh, it's going to be a good game. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think if there was an advantage going into that one, it's uh, it's favorable towards the Browns because of the unknown and the, the different things they could throw at the Bengals that the Bengals might just not be prepared for because there's not much out there. James, I was reading an article on, on CBS Sports, and they were doing the best quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end trios, and the wide receiver, tight end were grouped together, right? And I was thinking mm-hmm. instantly, I thought to myself, I was like, uh, the Bengals, if this was last year, they, they had a very good case for that, right? You know, Burrow, Chase, and Mixon. This year, not so much. What's going on with the running back room? Mixon's, you know, still in town. They're, you know, still on the team. I, I think he's going to be on the team. Like it, it's a long shot now after a lot of speculation. At the same time, are you really going to pay him that money? You look around the league. Dalvin Cook, cut, and it doesn't look like he's getting signed anytime soon. Aaron Jones had to restructure his deal. We'll see what happens with Derrick Henry in Tennessee. But Leonard Fournette was cut. Like a lot of those running backs from that 2017 draft have, uh, have been cut. Austin Eckler couldn't get a, a deal, a, a long-term deal that he was looking for from the Chargers. So the running back market in general is down. 
And Joe Mixon's production was down last year. You have the off-the-field question mark still. And so that's why we've talked about it a ton. It's been arguably the biggest topic of the offseason. But he's still on the roster, showed up for the offseason program, looked good. Like, I, I think he's in good shape and moving well and all of those things. So we'll see. But as of now, I think he's going to be the starter. And, and yet it'll still be a committee with Travion Williams and Chase Brown, their fifth-round pick behind him i would still probably go out and try to add a a veteran even if you do keep mixon we'll see if the bengals do that but uh as of now i would say mixon's the lead back you know they did not release the the top six teams for this i'm curious to know and i was thinking about it earlier it's it's not an easy question so if you have to be like hey i pass on this question that was uh, how you put me on the spot like that uh but you're you're quick on your feet you can figure it out Uh, who do you think would be the nfl's best quarterback running back wide receiver trio because the running back situation is what makes this all tough, right? Like, instantly I was thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, well, you, it can't be Kansas City because I'm not putting Isaiah Pacheco in that run game. I'm not I'm not making that number one, I don't think. The Eagles, I'm not making that one with Swift as the running back. I'm not doing it there. San Francisco would be a good candidate, but their quarterback situation, I can't, I can't make Brock Purdy be the number one on this. The Bills would be ideal as well, but they don't have a running game in my estimation. Like, it's really hard – and it's amazing that in, in talking about this, just how hard it is to really lean together those three positions. You're right. It is tough. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking of the top running backs, and they've questioned, you know, Saquon, well, it's Daniel Jones, so you're not going there. Derrick <laughs> right, yeah. Henry, it's Ryan Tannehill. Nick Chubb, say what you want, but it's still a question mark with Deshaun Watson. And by the way, I, I do think Nick Chubb is probably at the top of that list if I was taking a running back right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think uh, that's tough. I, I haven't seen this article, so I don't know. I, I'm really trying to think here. I, I, I still think that you would go with the top quarterbacks, like the, the, the position weight. So I still think even with Mixon, a, a Burrow-Mixon-Chase would still be pretty high. Not one, but would still be pretty high. You could make the argument for Watson-Chubb-Cooper to be pretty high as well. Um, who was one? No, they haven't done the final six yet. They haven't done, and the oh, Browns. Browns, by the way, it. the Browns came in at fourteenth. Okay, and, and that can skyrocket. Like if Watson is twenty twenty or twenty nineteen, Deshaun Watson, it it completely changes. Like it, it, all of that changes the 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 rankings and the feel for the Browns and all of those things. I just think people need to see it. Which you know he needs to show it, and then if if we see it, I think we'll adjust accordingly. It's too incredibly tough, James. It's 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 kind of why this off season's been it's been so hard to do these shows day in day out. I love doing them, but it's been hard because every conversation just goes back to well, if Deshaun Watson is great, then none of that will matter, you know. And it, and it's just like okay, yeah. how do you do sports talk radio that way? But but okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's that's it, right? I mean, that's that's what it comes down to, you know. If for example, you mentioned the Bengals play the Browns in week one and in week 18. All right, well, let's say there's a lot on the uh, on the line in week 18. Well, does Burrow outplay Watson or does Watson outplay Burrow? Because that's probably going to decide the game. And that's usually what it comes down to in those games. And the Browns have had, had some success at slowing Burrow down, forcing turnovers, limiting that offense. And that's why they've had success against them. So usually it comes down to quarterback play, which is, is fortunate if you have a good one. If not, and you're Ryan Tannehill or you're Daniel Jones or someone like that, then you don't feel as good about it. Other AFC North question. Lamar Jackson says he's going to throw for 6,000 yards. That's obviously insane. <laughs> but are you are you buying into uh, passing quarterback Lamar Jackson? 
Yeah, I think he can do that at a, at a reasonably high level. Now, does that mean he's going to be Joe Burrow? No. But Deshaun Watson as a passer isn't Joe Burrow, even when he's been a passing quarterback. And I, I think that's the thing is, stylistically, it's okay if he's not that. But he needs to be enough of a passer where he can stay healthy and save that talent, that special running ability for when they really need it and keep defenses honest. And I think that's as big of a factor as any. And, and so we'll see. But, no, I, I believe in Lamar Jackson. I still wonder about the weapons, though. I, did did they fix the weapons there? Because you got a thirty year old coming off two surgeries. Yeah, yeah, thirty year old coming off two surgeries. Nelson Aguilar, Bateman. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't seem great to me. Uh, a small I, I first like, round. I like Zay Flowers. Out of Boston College. I, I do like him though. I like Flowers. I, I like him, but is he your one or is he a three? Yeah, if he's your one, you got a problem. Is, is Odell your one or is he a two and a half? <laughs> like it's easy to say. Oh, the last time we saw Odell, he was putting up numbers against the Bengals in the Super Bowl. That's fair. Cooper Cup was on the other side. Yeah, but that's that's a big difference. I mean, he was the best receiver in the league that year and unguardable. And so, yeah, I, we'll see. I, I, that's the part I question. But overall, I think Todd Munkin was a good hire, and, and Lamar Jackson. I'm not going to count him out. Now he needs to find a way to stay healthy. But we've seen him pass the ball. It's just it's going to be unique it's going to be Lamar Jackson passing the ball it's not going to necessarily look like Burrow or Josh Allen or insert you know Patrick Mahomes or whatever quarterback you want to name all right James last one you got to eat dinner with one person that is an athlete or celebrity born in 1991 the list is as followed I'm going to give you the names okay all these people are born in 1991 the year you were born got it Mike Trout Shailene Woodley Emma Roberts Aaron Donald, Derek Carr, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, my God. Kawhi Leonard would be the most boring dinner ever. <laughs> you were just laughing at a really oh funny God. Kawhi Oh, my God. We would just be we would just be on our phones the whole time. <laughs> Board man, don't I, I'd probably I'd probably be like, hey, Jonathan, can you have me on? I'm having dinner with Kawhi Leonard. This stinks. Oh. Aaron Donald would be my answer, I think. I Aaron think Aaron Donald would be – yeah, I uh, – Obviously, they had joint practice last year with the Bengals, and he was walking out to the Bengals' practice field, and he was inside the stadium. And it was the way the sun was shining. I'll never forget this. I took a quick video of him. He looked like Thanos after he had all of the Infinity Stones, and it was just ridiculous. So he he looks like a supervillain or superhero, depending on which side you're on. (laughs) So, yeah, Aaron Donald would be my pick. Yeah, he's got to be the most fun. How do you have Kawhi and then Mike Trout, two of the most boring superstars we've had in in recent sports history? I mean, Shailene Woodley would probably have been second, just to be clear. For the Aaron Rodgers gossip? Yeah, I guess so. And then maybe I can have her call Aaron, and then Aaron can connect with Taylor Swift, and I could get tickets. (laughs) You know, I'm trying, man. It's all coming together. Different ways. James, uh, can you plug your various things? I need you to plug your things here quickly. Yeah, the Lack on Bengals podcast, allbengals.com, and Cincinnati Bengals talk on YouTube. Love it. Thank you, James. Appreciate you always, man. Uh, We'll catch up later. Sounds good. Thanks, JP.